Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pretty, pretty exciting episode today. We have uh, a, a group of guys that kind of get it. I think Dante, when they when they just they bring together a, a common group of individuals to play competitive golf and and a tournament style golf in in a way that we all can strive to play well. And I think once you know, kind of like we were talking before we got on air it brings those butterflies into play that you don't just get when you're out with your buddies. Even if you got five bucks on the line, it's just not the same as, as playing for like a replica Wanamaker trophy or playing for that green jacket. Um, so excited to bring the guys on from Glover park tour um, and excited to hear their backstory. Cause now they're in cities like Washington, DC, Philadelphia, New York, um, and they play at some of the you know most prestigious places in those cities. So excited to hear how it all got started and why they play, why they, you know, how they play. So, guys, you know, you're all joining us from Glover Park Tour. Thank you so much for taking the time out and joining us this evening. Yeah, Dude, thanks for having us on, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, let me, let me induce, introduce all you guys. We have Steve Panas, Sean McAney, and Jonathan Leone. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I, I got to ask, why the name Glover Park? Where did it all start? Um, <laughs> sure, dude. Um, well, we moved up to DC collectively from Florida. Um, at this point, like, I guess 10, 10, 11 years ago, uh, found this neighborhood called, called Glover Park in DC for whatever reason. It's actually pronounced Glover Park. Uh, nobody's a hundred percent sure why, but, um, you know, uh, when you've got, I guess a combination of, um, competitiveness, immaturity, and plenty of kind of spare time amongst your, your buddies to put together a kind of sarcastic, like initially pretty sarcastic tour that's uh, to a certain extent created a life of its own. Um, it just kind of felt natural to call it the Glover Park Tour. Well, that's pretty sweet. And, you know, you know, where were you guys from and what made you move up to the DC area? Was it work related or was it just like, you know what, that's where we want to be. John, what do you think, man? Uh, well, we're all from Florida, the three, uh, the three founders, myself, Sean, and Sam, and uh, we're actually all random college roommates, too. Um, but we used, to, we used to play this nine-hole course back at Florida State. Uh, we walked it. It was awesome. Um, played some pretty bad golf on that course, but it was like five bucks after 3 p.m. We'd go out two or so, three times a week. So basically, you could buy a bucket for eight bucks at like the Florida State course, or you could drive a mile, pay six bucks and walk nine holes, um, you know, every, every single, every single day. So it was just a really, really cool, you know, introduction. It was called, it was called Jake, Jake Gaither. It's still there. I think if we ever, um, you know, uh, ex expand more, more, more geographically, I feel like Jake Gaither is a natural spot to host a, a major, you know, a major for sure. But, uh, play the same it was a really, really twice. cool, really, really cool. Like, like kind of, kind of, you know, backstory with those roots and, and where it's all come from yeah it's like the but we uh puma golfer uh glover park tour and you got to bring <laughs> it back to its roots exactly our other uh friend sam he ended up working on the hill he moved up to dc we kind of followed him here and continued the golf competitions i'd win sean would win the next one sam would win one and kind of just kept arguing and arguing over who the better golfer was all of us were shooting 92 93 that's kind of kind of what uh, led led to this whole thing. 
Well, that's funny. Um, and, I, and, you know, we always talk about it. Like, that's the common man golf. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that have played either competitive golf at a collegiate level or junior golf level, and they get down to that high 70, low 80 range. But you look at, like, the men's leagues and everything that's kind of like just everyday golfers that have that 9 to 5 and just go play recreationally. They're in that 90s range. They're in that, you know, man, I really just want to break 100. Like, that's my goal. Um, and I think that's the niche you guys hit. You know, it's so cool is getting those kind of people together. So like, when did you found the Glover Park Tour officially to say, you know what, we're going to have a season. We're going to have a competitive kind of culmination of events throughout a year. It was like, here's, it was like, here's, what, here's what happened. Here's what happened. All right. Okay. Uh, fall 2009, we came up with this idea. It was just myself, John and Sam, three roommates. Um, Everything was, was very much like unwritten um, in terms of the rules, in terms of our thoughts, in terms of how this whatever like structure that, that we were, you know, abiding by uh, would, would, would come together. Effectively, every single one of us took advantage of these unwritten rules by skewing them to our individual favor, which is what prompted Sam to kind of sit down one day, write the quote unquote Glover Park uh, golf constitution um you know basically formulate the structure and and put together a, a completely bogus like sarcastic google website and uh had a fourth friend who planned a vacation like like around that bogus google website with our bogus schedule and we were <laughs> off and running um so that's that that's the that's the backstory uh, the best ideas cool. always start with sarcasm <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. Sure. When, 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 you, when you tell someone, you know, let's just do it because we can, and then we'll figure the rest out later. Um, it, it, it's those kind of ideas that funny enough seem to, you know, they, they come from the heart. So they usually resonate with more than just you guys. They resonate with a lot more people. Um, and, you know, what were, what were maybe some, you know, we saw your guys' mission statement, and it's a distinguished club designed to promote camaraderie and friendly competition among all golf enthusiasts which whether written sarcastically or not is a pretty, you know, humbling statement. It, it's kind of all encompassing. And I think that's what you guys have from 2009 to today have continued to build. You know, what did those first official events look like? John, go ahead. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it started out with three or four people and, you know, someone's friend would hear about it and want to come out and play Another friend of a friend would come out and play. We'd have six people out there. And eventually the technology caught up and we were able to get live scoring, which completely changed the game. Uh, just in terms of, you know, going through the event and seeing your two shots behind with six holes to play and your buddies two groups in front of you. Uh, but you know he's terrible and he's going to fall backwards. All you have to do is kind of, <laughs> You know he can't you know. close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we finally started to recognize the winner. And at a certain point, it kind of – went beyond just us three and we just kind of wanted to create the best tour that we could to kind of share our our vision for competitive golf for the amateur player i mean i think someone would say like hey this sounds pretty cool you should try this you should try that and so we'd say well i mean you know at the time we were single 24 kind of you know just whatever uh had plenty of time to kill between 6 30 and 10 o'clock most weeknights and so we, we just sort of you know took it, took it one step at a time. And, and, um, you know, just, just slowly 
unintentionally legitimized it. Um, and, and, you know, here we go. We're in multiple cities. And that's, uh, that's, that's one of the great parts. And I, I've, I've explained this multiple times here on the pod and all, you know, off camera and off mic with Dalton. I said, you know, I've, and I've talked to other people about this is you go to high school, you go to college, you play sports as a youth. And maybe if you take it in the high school and take it even further in the college, if you don't go to college, it's fine. But basically when you graduate high school or you graduate college and you plan on not taking anything extra curricular, you are basically going to work, but you've played sports your entire life. So you have this competitive drive and it's, you know, men's league from baseball to like football, basketball, whatnot. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. Golf is a sport that's played when you're a little kid all the way up into literally you can, you can drop that on the course. You can play up into that, into that age and, and still be competitive, which allows, because unless you're going pro, you're not going to basically, you're, you're not, I mean, what that's 1%, 1% of golfers make mm-hmm. it, maybe less than that. The rest of us, we need some type of competitive drive. And that's what the glove of Bark tour is, what we have, you have, you know, you can go play your, your weekend rounds with three or four of your buddies and play a money match and okay, cool. But having that and being able to like, all right, let's strive and get a couple more guys and get more guys and build on top of that and seeing what you have now and what it can potentially be in the future is, is just remarkable to see because we all want something to competitively play in sports. And that's what we have here. That's cool. And, and I'd say too, like, um, you know, just, just, putting a schedule together the way that we do basically in January and February with four quote, you know, quote unquote majors um, and a, and a travel tournament. It, it just, you know, it, it lets you circle weekends on your calendar, you know, well in advance. And, you know, for a lot of, uh, you know, like work colleagues and stuff who have a really difficult time, like, like getting out and playing golf on short notice, um, it, it, it lets them post it on their, whatever fridge, um, circle some dates and, and have, you know, plenty, plenty of time to, to point out their, you know, their, their, their calendar with, with whatever else they have going on. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been good to be able to hang on to golf into my thirties, the way that I've seen a lot of people kind of have to you know, take a, take a break at, at, at minimum, um, during that same time. So it's been great. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people miss too is, you know, when they start having a kid or two or three or however many, you know, God bless them if they're cheaper by the dozen, but um, they start moving into that, you know, time frame of their lives and, and they do, they start missing golf. They start having other priorities and it's events like this that even it's welcoming to the golfer that hasn't played in a month or two and can still pick up the clubs and come to the Glover Park Tour and, you know, fit right in and not be, you know, kind of like, oh, man, if I don't bring my A game today, you know, it isn't even worth me coming. It's like, well, it's exactly why you come to the Glover Park Tour. If you don't have your A game at the Glover Park Tour and you're not shooting 71, 72, it's like, well, that's that's what the Glover Park Tour is fit for, is those guys that, you know, there's other priorities in life other than golf, but they still love the game. Yeah, it's funny because – you know, as the leaderboard kind of develops throughout the round, there's certain storylines and rivalries <laughs> that will start to develop. Even if you're towards the bottom, you know, you have a buddy that you want to beat. Once you've kind of accepted that you're out of the running for this particular tournament, you start looking at where your friends are and kind of keeps you motivated, earning points towards the playoffs. It's, it's a lot of fun out there. 
Yeah, yeah that 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 live scoring thing just adds such a different realm to the to the game. I mean, again, you guys mentioned earlier playing the Sunday round or the Saturday round with your three buddies, but being able to see everybody rack and stack. I mean, these guys that are playing on tour, they're guys that haven't played competitive golf. They've never been in a position where they've been in a number one, two, three position on a leaderboard. So, you know, I've seen multiple times, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, I've seen multiple times that somebody's melted down on 16, 17, 18, because they could hardly walk down the fairway because they've <laughs> never held first place before, but they've been playing for three years. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really unique and cool feeling for those, those people that, you know, dream of doing something like a PGA tour, but know that, you know, they didn't put in the, you know, playing from when they were six years old. Uh, diligently through the time they graduated college. Yeah, I think, you know, whether you're shooting 81 or 61, the, the dream of sinking that putt on 18, you know, for something, for a trophy and, and, and for a jacket even, you know, it's just, it's something that everyone who's ever picked up a club or watched golf, you know, a little more often than, you know, your average sports fan, it, they dream of it. They're like, wow, man, Tiger did that. Like, I would love to have a putt to win it all, just like Tiger, you know, Phil or anybody. I would love to have a putt to win it all. And, and that's what you guys kind of provide for just the, the everyday golfer that will never win a PGA Tour event, will never, you know, probably not even win, you know, their like state am or their state open, but, you know, has a chance to win some, some serious, uh, some, some either bronze or silver on the Glover Park Tour. That's true, man. Um, I mean, I just, I just hope to win a tournament on, on the GPT, let, let alone like, like any, anything <laughs> else you just, you just mentioned. Um, it used to be easier when it was just like me, John, and Sam, and maybe, you know, the the original, <laughs> the, the one or the, the one or two kind of kind of others who, who first joined, uh, you know, Mike, Mike, and Mike and Tom specifically. But uh, you know, as 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 more folks come on board, uh, who generally, you know, you just you just push push each other. I mean, when we started, we were in the mid 90s. I mean, I was I was in in the mid 90s. My my goal was generally to break like like you know, 90 each time I go out. And if I did, I had a pretty decent chance to win. Um, all of a sudden you better be low eighties to, to, you know, to, to, um, you know, to have, to have a shot. Um, and it, it just, it, you know, it just, it just pushes you that you it just pushes you in a way that you'd otherwise not have that, that chance to get, you know, to get pushed and to improve. It makes you actually want to go out occasionally in practice, which was never in my, um, uh, you know, routine before. So it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, so, um, so you guys talked about being in DC originally, and then you obviously are in, in three cities now. How did that expansion happen? You know, how did you guys go from DC out to Philly and then, you know, being in New York, you kind of as steady as you guys are with both, all those cities now. Yeah, that, so we were sitting on the couch one night and, we kind of do a team tournament, like a Ryder Cup style tournament amongst the DC guys, which is awesome. But um, I think Sean was at one point, he was like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could play a different group and be on the same team? And we kind of looked around and we couldn't find anything. And we were just kind of like, maybe we should just start another tour and be able to do that. Um, you know, a year later, we ended up starting it and we met Steve, uh, who's just as enthusiastic about it as we were. And Philly unfortunately beat us in the first Ryder Cup. But we... <laughs> I, I was actually going to hang that over your head later in the podcast. Yeah. So that's cool. We're going to redeem ourselves this year. I love that. Now, now, did you play in a DC course, or did or, or did the Philly guys have the home court advantage? 
It was it was a middle neutral site. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that is fair. I tried to save you. I tried to bring you back from the dead there, but uh, <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> we played. I think it was Bully Rock. Um, the first the first go round. It, it it may be the same this this time too. Uh, so it's basically halfway in between. Um, hour hour and fifteen for us, maybe hour and fifteen for them. Um, I I would I would say, you know. It was a it was a it was a cold day. I'd say that favors Philly just you know generally. Um, the majority of, of the DC folks are from are from Florida, and uh, you know um, we're just not suited for that kind of for that kind of that kind of situation. I don't. It I don't was. Wanna, it I don't got rag on Philly too bad because I I got a guy that's a big Philly fan sitting you know two seconds away from me here, but you know, <laughs> Philly's used to that scum weather. Philly's just uh, you know it's they're just. They don't, they don't know. Listen, <laughs> we're mutters. We're true mutters. We got to say, I was going to say grinders anything. for sure. Come talk, come talk to my guys. If they're, let's say, if there's no snow in the ground, our guys are out there playing. Yeah. And in a tea time somewhere and they're going out and playing. They, they're, listen, I've played where I have guys bringing drills just to drill a <laughs> hole into the ground to stick a tea in the ground. <laughs> Look, I mean, the mascot, the mascot of the hockey team is gritty. I mean, you you can't really do anything outside of that. I mean, yeah, just, when when you grinders. when you dive down that low for a mascot, I mean, you're you're not playing fair weather golf at that point either. <laughs> so 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 you know, let's schedule it in the heat and humidity of of uh, August September next year, and we'll we'll give you a run for sure. Well, I'm excited to see if you guys run that back this year with the Ryder Cup. I'm excited to see who takes that one home. Um, you know, and obviously you can't. Can't let New York out of either. You guys had a, an event or two up in the at, at Bethpage State Park. Um, you know, the other thing I'm curious about is just how do you guys set up the relationships with these courses? How do you get on such, you know, really, really kind of well-manicured, well-notarized courses like you guys do so consistently? Yeah, so as soon as each season ends, we'll, you know, get right on the schedule and start calling, you know, the local pros at each course, trying to kind of introduce ourselves, tell them what we're about try and get some good rates, um, make sure they're really nice courses. And once you've got the relationship, I mean, they start, they start reaching out to you too. I mean, if, if, if we're going to bring, you know, 20 kind of uh, 24 in DC anyway, kind of, you know, minimum guys out to, to a place that, you know, they'll probably give us a, maybe a 15 or or 25% discount to, or, or whatever the case might be. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're reaching out to try to fill their T-sheets up, you know, proactively also. And, and once you're on good terms, you've got the relationships built. You know, if we've got a 12-tournament season, there's probably only 15 or 16 courses worth of a pool that we're, that we're choosing from. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, it initially was, was, again, kind of sarcastically, we, we, we called them bids. You know, this course won the, the bid to host X tournament. And now it's, now it's, it's you know, legit, uh, you know, outreach from, from these, you know, from, from the courses to, to, to get back on the schedule. So it's, um, it's, it's been neat. I mean, not, again, kind of, kind of nothing was, was intentional. Nothing was, nothing was, we didn't have some vision 10 years ago. Um, it, it's just, it's just what's, what's kind of organically, uh, you know, d- developed over, over that, over that time. But when it's funny, the things that just organically develop like that seem to last more in the long run, the things that kind of pop up quick and, and, you know, 
seem to spend their powder quicker, quicker than most. So it's awesome to see that it's been that way for you guys. And, you know, as, as we've seen you guys pop up on the market and, and, you know, continue to have season after season of events. Um, it's something that just continues year after year to gain just a little more and a little more interest year after year. And uh, it's awesome to see for you guys, uh, you know, we're sending one of our own out to Philmont next weekend. And uh, Dante's going to represent, uh, hopefully represent us uh, proudly. <laughs> oh, I got to, dude. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> and uh, you know, represent out there in Philmont. So excited, excited to, uh, you know, have ourselves out there uh, and in the mix with you guys. We'll call it, we'll call it the marquee group. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to get uh, enjoy the walk live coverage, right? Instead of PGA tour live, that's GPT tour live coverage. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I know Dalton and I played Philmont last year. Uh, we actually were fortunate to play in the Barstow classic. So, at least I do have uh, some memory of some of the holes. So hopefully, um, you know, I can maybe piece it better around. The last time was a little bit of a struggle because we just went in there completely blind. We went blind. Never played the <laughs> North Course before in our <laughs> just lives. Like for, just go <laughs> with it and just like, we'll figure it out from there. So uh, a little, uh, I can uh, beat, uh, go back in the, in the tank here and see what we can uh, pull up. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to see you guys um, all in person. Uh, get out there, have a good time, and compete because that's really what it's about, and just camaraderie and com competition. Right on. Right. Um, tell you what, Steve should do. Steve should send that link to the live leaderboard, post it on, you know, enjoythewalk.com, and you know, you'll have you'll probably have like like texts, um, you know, on an ongoing basis down that background as you go, depending on how good or bad, you I know, tell you what, we can, we can put a nice little header at the top <laughs> of our website for the, uh, for the live event. We might have to do that. Right. Guys. Look out for that. We're going to do that. Actually. Right. That's not a mic. That's <laughs> going to be a do that. Well, I, yeah, I love that. Now. Yeah. We're going to have that live leaderboard out there guys. So follow along as Dante either, uh, you know, rockets to the top or plummets to the bottom. You guys are going to have to find <laughs> out and follow along. <laughs> I, I, just heard, I hope the driver is working uh, <laughs> yeah, driver got you a couple times. Today. A couple, a couple times. Today. So hopefully it's not windy. I like it, but it's also in between trees. So that's we, I'm not on I'm not on the ocean. So yeah, that's that's it. I played it for the first time two weeks ago. It's it's a beautiful course, but it, it gets tight in certain places. So yep. you know you start to lose them a little bit on the back, and you can see that leaderboard change pretty quickly. Yeah, I remember. I remember a few tight ones. I know. I think I think one of the pictures that you were post that you had was that um so the part four it's that tight par four that's downhill and then you, it's really long and you have to hit it over water in your approach shot remember that we totally screwed up over oh that. yeah the downhill yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that one's haunting my memory so hopefully we can get that <laughs> so so you, you talked about signing up um you know i don't think we touched on yet kind of the overall format of how you guys play these events and i want to get into that too um, you know, how do you guys play it? How do you guys score? Is it just upfront scoring, just kind of gross? And then do you guys have any side matches too? Like, is there any kind of side games going on? Is there skins? You know, what all is encompassed with the format of what people can expect when they show up to a Glover Park Tour event? I think Steve's best suited to, uh, you know, describe the Philly experience. Um, I think yeah. it's unique with each, with each city, but, but I'll leave it, I'll leave it, you know, to the, to the chapter president. 
Yeah, no, we're, we're really excited. And, and it's actually been pretty easy for us thus far. Um, we've had a group of guys that are really, really closely knit and then also, you know, play very similar golf. So, uh, you know, everybody shoots from high 70s all the way up. We got guys that are shooting, you know, 110. Um, and they, they still have a great time out there. And then we also have some handicap tournaments uh, that we play throughout the year. And those are all noted on the website. But um, for the most part, the, the first two seri- seasons have really all been stroke play. And, uh, and we've had a different winner pretty much every week. There's really not been too many back-to-backs. And with, you know, 26 tournaments over the last two years, that's pretty unique. And um, so, so it's stroke play, which gives you also that, you know, it's, it's kind of that feeling of you're on tour, there's no handicaps, it's, you know, you play better than the other person. It's not based on who's, you know, played the best 10 rounds or worst 10 rounds out of their last 20, you know, it's, it's really based on how you show up that day. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's so true. Like the way you said it, the fact that no one's won back to back having those kind of events as closely, you know, intertwined as you have is is something really cool as well. Um, and and I think stroke play like that, and you know, really that the handicap events are separate from the stroke play gross events is pretty cool as well. Um, you find I feel like most events, if you have them, are kind of intertwined with that. You have a net winner, you have a gross winner, kind of at the same time. So the fact that you're going out there and you know, it doesn't matter if you're a, you know, a six or a 20, it, it just, you're, you're playing for the same trophy. And if one guy gets hot, you're, you get hot and you, you play well and you win. Um, so I think that's really cool that's, as well. That's basically PGA golf. Yeah. Right there. That's tour just golf. A, that's tour <laughs> that's golf. GPT <laughs> golf. That's GPT <laughs> golf. GPT golf. Yeah. No, I like that yeah. too. Cause I knew, I know I do a lot of member events at my course and Sometimes even like side matches too, it kind of gets frustrating for some of the lower handicap guys because they just, they have to play better than their handicap because if a higher handicap kid uh, guy comes in and just has a good day, they're getting all those strokes and they're, they're just destroying the field. So I do like that aspect is show up and hopefully it's your best that day and you can walk out with the trophy. And then speaking of that, that's like one of the things when I was at the, when I was at the show at Oaks for the Philly Golf Show Expo, I turned the corner, I see, I see the sign, and I see it's like GPTs written all over it. There's like a green jacket, and there's like all these different trophies, and and like I, I think there was another jacket that was plaid. I don't know. It's it was it was a while back, and I, I'm like, what is that? You gotta and know. I, I was like, yeah. what's this here? I walk up. That's where I met Steve, and I said, "What? Yeah. Like, what do you got going on here?" And he explained everything. And I think that's like one of the coolest things is to be able to go out and play a tournament because you can go play a member event, you can go play with your buddies, and you're walking out with either cash or maybe a uh, store credit uh, card. Um, this, you're walking out with some hardware. I love hardware. There's yeah. nothing better than hardware, no. especially some I, hardware I, I get to wear. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, that's exactly I mean, right. We, we prefer that the hardware gets returned like the next year, you know, so that we can engrave your name on that hardware and present it to the next guy. Um, we've awesome. had a couple instances where that didn't happen and you know, <laughs> a trophy or two disappeared. Um, you get to keep the jackets, but, um, um, but that is, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's a super unique feeling, you know, knowing that like, if I can, if, if you know, if, if I'm up one or tied and if I play decent, these next, 25 minutes. I mean, my name will literally be engraved on this, on this 
on this thing that my friends are going to have to like, you know, look at for probably the next 12, 15, 20 years. So there, there you go. And I think that's just like a great feeling to have too. I mean, you can like, again, you can win store credit, go out and buy like a, a head cover. Cool. Oh yeah. I got this head cover. But knowing like you won, say, I don't know, in 2006, you won, you won the Philmont, say you had the Philmont open, you won that, that <laughs> is on there. And that will be on there for the eternity of the GPT. So I, I just think that is, that's something special. Cause like any newcomer that come around, like, Oh, there's Dante. He won, he won this tournament back. Who's this guy? <laughs> like there's, it brings the, it puts the history into the tournament. Yeah. And, and that just Are you calling it out that you're going to win at Philmont? Is that what you just did? You did it to yourself, dude. I'm not I even. Did. I didn't even say anything. You did I it to yourself. Put examples here. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, see. well, guys, you heard it here first. When Dante finishes <laughs> T last at the Philmont. Listen, I got a lot. I got a lot of friends that follow, and they bust my balls so hard. So if I don't perform at least and do something, uh, I'll never hear the end of it. But uh, it's gonna be. Well, guys, like we said about seven minutes ago, and Dante just did it I to did himself. It. We're gonna put we're gonna put the leaderboard on the header of our website, so you guys will be able to follow along all day. When's the date for it? When's the Philmont tournament? Saturday, June thirteenth. Saturday, June thirteenth, guys, at Philmont. Dante will be Let's up see. there. Glover Park tour will be up there. Right, I'll put the tee time into it. What time I'm teeing off Woo. on the thing? Cause we get that Friday. I like it. I like twelve forty ish as a. I think it's twelve forty ish. <laughs> Okay, well, we already know this one. Like he said, like he said, marquee tea time. Marquee tea yeah. time. <laughs> awesome, guys. I love it. And, you know, it's kind of been your approach so far. So, you know, I don't expect a, uh, a, a drawn-out answer for what I'm about to ask you. But, you know, you guys have approached this with such a laid-back but fun attitude. And I think that's what makes the Glover Park Tour, you know, so special and so unique. But what are the plans moving forward? You know, through 2020, we've had some speed bumps with all the pandemic and everything. But is it business as usual going forward? And then, you know, what is 2021 going to look like? Is there any kind of special things on your guys' radar that you might be doing differently? Or is it just building upon what you guys have already kind of set in stone? Yeah, I mean, we got, we got some plans. Uh, ultimately, we just want to share our passion for competitive golf with as many people as we can um, because we love it so much. But ultimately, uh, we've talked about doing kind of a national championship tournament and kind of combine all the tours at a awesome location a Pinehurst-esque location um, kind of get all three tours together and have an ultimate champion um, right now we're kind of working on a new website too that's going to kind of have all the tours onto one site too to make it easier for everyone um, but yeah we just kind of want to get the get the word out and let everyone experience what, what we love so much that's awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, there's tours I know, you know, down on, down here in the Eastern Shore too that have expanded from kind of just Eastern Shore to, you know, begin encompassing all, um, you know, all aspects of the country. Um, and they've, you know, since had a Chicago stop, a, a you know, West Coast stop, a Midwest stop. And, um, and, and it's for, you know, really competitive players. It's for the junior players stepping up into competitive golf. And I think you guys, you know, have the ability to do that same thing because I think there's so many players – at the level of high 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, like we talked about, that that still love to get out there and say, you know what, if I get hot, if I make a couple good swings, I'm gonna have that career day. And then as we talked about, it's it's that etching on the etching on the stone per se, etching on the trophy or whatever, that gives these guys the opportunity that 
you know, aren't those child prodigies, aren't those, you know, stellar golfers that, uh, that can still play competitively. So excited to see you guys grow in, you know, whatever way possible. And, uh, just, uh, happy to see, you know, you guys chasing the competitive, the competitive juices out there on a golf course, no, no matter how, you know, good the skill level is. Yeah, definitely. And then golf's the one sport where you can kind of always see that mountaintop, but you can never really get there. <laughs> like right when you almost get there, your short game goes bad or you get knocked down. And It is a humbling, forever humbling game. Or you, you have this, you have this great stretch of a few good rounds and then you have that bad one and then you have another bad one and then, then you get the text, I'm back immediately and then you stink the next day you've sent that. me the you've sent me the i'm back text followed by the dude my clubs are on ebay yep. in, in about a 24-hour period so less, less than 24 hours it's been less than 24 hours i think i've done that so absolutely that, it, it's it, that's always and that's what makes golf great is there's you can never get perfect you can't no chance it's it's kind of like it's 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 a lot like life you know, you never really win. You just, you just play. Um, and, and, you know, hope, <laughs> hope, hope when you wake up the next morning, um, you know, your, your clubs are still like in your, in, in the trunk of your car and not on, on, you know, some internet auction site. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. It's one of those two, you know, just like, you know, if we played, if we made it through, no one died, no one had a, no one had a life experience where they broke three or four clubs. Um, it was a good day. You know, it was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Were you exactly. playing with it? Or who? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at anybody. Three, four clubs, get out of here. Nah, no, exactly. <laughs> and that's, it's just, that's golf. It's game of life. I mean, it's just need that one good shot. Right that's all it takes. One yeah. shot. One shot to bring yep. it back. And it's usually like a, a 20 footer for birdie or par on 18. That and keeps then, you alive. Just like, for the oh, next I'm one. coming back. <laughs> yep. All right. We'll make it tea time tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Well, guys, I know you said you had a couple websites and, and you know, obviously some Instagram presence as well. Um, how can people find you? How can people follow along? You know, you said you had the live scoring as well. Um, what are the best ways to follow along with not only the Glover Park Tour, but Glover Park Tour Philly, Glover Park Tour DC and New York? Uh, and how can people reach out to you to sign up as well? Yeah. So, I mean, Real soon, you'll be able to just go to GloverParkTour.com, and it'll be a one-stop shop. Um, right now, it's the DC tour, uh, GloverParkTourPhiladelphia.com, GloverParkTourNY.com. Um, but yeah, Instagram, GloverParkTour, and you could always email us at GloverParkTour at gmail.com is probably the best way to reach us. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff on Instagram. Steve's doing a great job with all the Philly guys out there. And uh we actually had the one guy that's leading the New York tour. He used to play on our tour in DC and had to move to New York for a job. He called me like a month after he left. He's like, dude, I, I need the GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Craving so it. <laughs> so that's kind of how that one got started. Well, that's exciting, man. That's a, that's a good feeling to have, you know, when, when someone uh, had such a great experience like that, that they're, uh, they need it back in their lives. Uh, it, it's a good kind of sign that you guys are doing some good stuff up there in the Glover Park tour and uh, excited to, uh, you know, check it out via Dante's experience and, and have one of our own there with you guys next week. And uh, just excited to, to see this kind of things going on in the game of golf. I think we need more of it. And, uh, you know, just kudos to you guys for as long as you've been at it, you know, since 2009 and kind of never given up on it. And just for the love of the game, I imagine is, is why you guys keep it going on. And 
for the love of the competitive flow. So uh, it's awesome, guys, and I can't wait to see what the next few years have in store for you as well. Yeah, if you, uh, if you would have told me 10 years ago we'd be at the old course at St. Andrews presenting our Open Championship trophy, I wouldn't have believed you. It's been a great, great ride, and you guys are doing some good stuff too, so thanks for, thanks for having us on. Well, yeah, for, of course. We appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, Dante and I talk about it all the time. It, it, it's really just, it's our mission to, to find kind of, you know, the diamonds in the rough of, of, of the golf industry and what's going on, you know, in the golf world that maybe people haven't heard of. And, you know, if they get a chance to experience it, then, you know, I know they're going to enjoy it. And, and you guys are doing one of those things. So uh, it, it's our pleasure to have you guys. And, you know, uh, hopefully have you back again sometime soon, whether it's, you know, in the fall or, you know, maybe your next open championship, we'll, we'll join you over to St. Andrews that that would be a first for us. So uh, it, it's still on our bucket list. Yeah. You, you guys might be onto something with the enjoy the walk too. walking, walking those courses out there just opens up your eyes to, to how golf should be played. Such a great experience. Yeah, we've uh, we've kind of always stood by that, and I think it's it's something that you know Dante and I both are just so passionate about. Of of it, it's a, it's a different experience when when you get to just put two feet out there and have no carts, you know, have no GPS. You're kind of on your own. It's you're feeling the elements rather than just kind of speeding through it, and uh, it slows you down too. We we talked about you know Sean, I think put it perfectly a little earlier. Golf's the game of life, and it, it slows you down enough to respect what's around you, experience it a little more, and I think you know. You can't do that through riding. I think you can only truly experience how great the game of golf is by walking it. And uh, we're just, we're happy to, you know, be doing what we're doing now and, and kind of blessed to, you know, just be spreading the message. So. No doubt. Thanks again. And follow that leaderboard. Let's see how, uh, how Dante Absolutely does. guys, please, for the love of God, whether it's on Glover Park Tour or our website, follow that leaderboard, see how Dante does June 13th out at Philmont. Uh, guys, excited to see how that goes and excited to see Dante's progress up or down one way or the other. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'm I excited. Have to put the phone it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, here we go. I want to see someone better videotape that first tee shot because this boy's going to be nervous through his bones. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, guys, that is, uh, that is Glover Park Tour. That's Steve Panas. That's Sean McKinney and that's John Leone. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I seriously appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for having guys. Us, man. Enjoyed Absolutely. It. And as always, guys, you know how to get out to us at Enjoy the Walk Pod on Instagram and Twitter, www.enjoythewalkpod.com. Um, if you guys want to shop our latest merch or just check us out and see what we're doing, where we're at, what golf courses we're playing, how we're playing on the Glover Park Tour coming up. Uh, Guys, just check it out, and uh, we hope you guys uh, can check out this podcast and share it. Share it with someone uh, who loves the game of golf, and uh, we hope to hear from you guys. So thanks for listening. Shut it up.